Welcome back to another episode of Secrets in Nature. Welcome back. My name is Lexi and that is Rachel. Hello, I am Rachel. <laughs> I'm excited about this week's episode. Yes. I hope you guys loved last week's episode. We had our first guest and we talked about the wonderful world of essential oils. If you haven't listened to that episode, pause, go listen, and I'll meet you back here in about 59 minutes. This week, We are taking a quick break from the guests, but not for long. We have two really exciting guests coming up in the coming episodes. It's going to be some juicy (laughs) stuff. Well, last week's episode was very (laughs) eye-opening, so go check it out. Go check it out. But this week's episode is very much needed because we're going to be talking about self-care. And the importance of it. Yes. And instead of finding an article online and listing someone else's idea of self-care activities, which there's something wrong with research. That's what we do for like 90% of our other episodes. But today we made our very own list of things you can do to practice self-care. Lexi and Rachel's self-care guide 101, if you will. Yes. These are things that we do and... You've probably heard of some of them, but maybe you've never thought of trying them. Or some of these things I think are overrated, kind of, but they're so overrated to the point of where like people are like, oh, whatever, like I don't have time for that. Yeah. So I think they're underrated, actually. So I want to get into some of them. Exactly. Wait, but before we get into it, I need to talk about the water thing. (laughs) I have to. Okay. I have to. (laughs) I've already heard about it. We love a good sink. Well, no, you didn't hear it. The update. I don't know if you experience a lot of synchronicities. I feel like I do. I do with angel numbers. <gasps> see? What angel numbers do you see? Well, I always see um, 11. 11, 11. Like three, 11, 11 or like 3, 11 or 3, 1s. 1, 1, one. 1. Yeah. And then recently, last couple of days, I've been seeing 2, 2, 2. Wow. See? There we go. I love a good synchronicity moment. I also feel like I'm getting better at picking up on hints and signs. I mean, some of them can always be written off as a coincidence, but that's no fun. So I like to think that everything is a sign. And last week I was texting Rachel about this. All in one morning, I had like multiple instances of water spilling. Also, ever since our water episode, I feel like I've been saying water in like my real life. I'm saying water a lot less. So look at that. This podcast has already improved my speaking. So I had all these water instances all in one morning. And so this was over the span of like an hour and a half tops. But I woke up and the very first thing that happened was my cat spilled over a full glass of water and water went everywhere and I had to clean it up in my kitchen. Whatever. That's just Tuesday for me. Like my cat is always spilling something. Then I went to the gym and the gym in our building is has a lot of windows and I like to look out the windows at all the trees if I'm doing like cardio or if I'm stretching just so I can, you know, if it's too hot to be outside. It's just good to like have some greenery to look at. Refer to our ecotherapy episode. But um, I was looking out the window stretching before my workout. And one of the guys that works in my building was like walking down the 
the sidewalk and he had um a big bucket of water like soapy water on a cart so i guess he was on his way to go clean something and he was wheeling the cart on the sidewalk and i guess he hit a bump because his whole cart went over and the soapy water just like went everywhere and it just like flooded the sidewalk so like obviously not a big deal he was outside i'm sure he was fine but like i just watched and i was the only one in the gym and i watched this guy just like dump this bucket of water everywhere and i remember thinking to myself like oh so weird we both spilled water today so then I finish my workout I go upstairs I get in the shower and I have an overhead shower that also has like a handheld part that's like separate and at some point in my shower I don't remember when but I must have accidentally turned on the handheld part and didn't realize it and then it was flooding my bathroom the whole time I was in there so like when I turned off the shower and I was done I noticed it was on and it was spraying the floor and there was just a flood all over the floor and I had to like clean all that up so it was just three instances in a row of like water spilling right so then a week later I was at my hairdressers the other day and I was telling her about these synchronicities and she was like wow that's crazy and then I left and as soon and like a couple hours after me leaving she messaged me on Instagram and said that as soon as I left one of their water pipes broke and flooded the salon and I just like that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you have some bad luck there. Like I literally responded and I was like, I guess I brought the energy. Like, I'm so sorry. But I just think that's so crazy. Like, what are the odds of all of that happening all in one morning for me? And then that happening to her as soon as I told her, you know? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so wrapping it up, I looked it up and I looked up like what the meaning is behind water spilling or whatever. Like, I just Googled, like, what does this mean? It could mean one of two things. It could either mean that the floodgates of success are about to open in my life or I have a suppressed emotion that needs to be released and I hope it's the latter. I hope this podcast is just about to be flooding with success. We'll just go with that. Uh, Well, me too. (laughs) But I feel like if you have suppressed emotions, that wouldn't cause like maybe it would cause you to spill water, but other people. I don't know how that would happen. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't Google what it means when it happens to somebody else. But I just thought that was a very interesting story to tell to kick things off. Wow. Maybe we'll do like a synchronicity episode. Remember, we we had some synchronicities in Sedona. We We talked about them in the Sedona episode. Okay. I love some signs. Well, to get back into topic. (laughs) Rachel's like moving on, please. Anyways. I already heard this damn story. Let's talk about self-care. Self-care. I guess we'll take turns. We might have similar things that we're going to share. Yeah, I'm sure some of our points will be similar or the same. I guess I will start with my number one. Well, it's not like number one in order. Just the first one I wrote down. And that is being out in nature. So like my thing is since I work inside, like most people do, it's really easy, especially I work from home. So I don't even have to leave my house ever if I didn't want to. And I really think just being out in nature really rejuvenates me. So I try to go outside when I'm on my break or take like a five minute break and go outside at some point during the day. Because if not, I feel like at the end of the day, if I haven't even left my house, I feel like icky. Yeah. So I feel like just going outside is just really refreshing. Get some fresh air, hear the birds, maybe go for a walk, open a window. Maybe have some grounding action. 
take off your shoes. Yeah, if you can. Walk around in some dirt. <laughs> it doesn't have to be dirt. It can be nice, soft grass. Yeah. And well, ever since, because obviously, like, grounding, is, it's, like, getting, like, bigger and, like, trendy to talk about, like, walking on the ground barefoot. But now that we just had Katie on our last episode and she was talking about the bottoms of your feet and how she rubs oil on the bottom of her feet because, like, the pores on the bottom of your feet are really big and mm-hmm. it's, like, getting it into your body the quickest, I guess. So uh, that made me really think that that makes so much sense to be walking around on the ground it's like a direct portal a direct path into your body yeah yeah so that can also be part of it whatever connecting to nature means for you it could mean i don't know you you tell us what it could mean (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it could mean just like gardening or going for a walk or something i don't know or just like laying in the sun sitting in the sun for a minute oh I love that. You know. Yes, you need your sun. You know you're inside way too much. Like, I'm at the point where if I am outside and the sun is on my skin, I feel like my I can feel my skin trying to drink up every last bit, and it just feels so amazing because I never am out in the sun. I work in a studio with no windows. This summer, I really haven't gone to the beach often or, like, done outside things. Me so, either. Uh, Me either. I don't have time. Even the last couple of days, it's been raining, and I'm like, I need some sun. September, like September and October, are like the perfect months to do things outside. Yes. And they're coming up. All right. So what's yours? Okay. So the first one on my list, something that I practice almost daily, I want to say. Um, it's something very generic, but I also think it's kind of overlooked, and that is journaling. So another or just an example of what I said earlier, like overrated, yet I still feel is somehow kind of underrated because... It's like the kind of thing where it's like that's something like your therapist might recommend or like you might see somewhere like, oh, like here's like a productive morning routine. Like I get up at 5 a.m. I make my bed and I journal. And it's like I feel like it's the kind of thing that people will just be like, yeah, I don't have time for that. What do I need to do that for? And all I'm saying is you don't have to be a writer. You don't have to get fancy with it. You don't have to be like Dear Diary and like write a novel. You can literally just bullet journal. You can wake up. You can write a few things down to clear some cobwebs like what are the first thoughts you have this morning like how are you feeling and it's I just think it's a great opportunity to not only clear your mind a bit but also put you in control of the narrative it's validating your emotions I don't know if you we've talked about this before I think in full sentences do you think in full sentences or do you think like abstractly Um, I guess I think in full sentences well, I just think when you when you think about things, like my brain moves really quickly and I might just glaze over it. But when you're writing things down, you're forcing yourself to take time to think about it. And I just think there's a lot of power in that, even though it might not seem like yeah, it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people just have like racing thoughts come in and out. Yeah. They don't have time to actually process them. So I just think it's great for number one, clearing your mind Two, being in control of the narrative because you're not your brain. Your brain is just a tool and its job is to think. So it's good to just map out what you're thinking and be like, this is what's true. This is just what's overthinking and isn't even true at all. Like that kind of thing. And I also looked up um, just some actual health benefits of journaling. And this is on intermountainhealthcare.org. This is just actual physical results that you can get from journaling. Um, It can reduce stress. It can keep your memory sharp it can boost your mood it can strengthen emotional functions and it can improve immune function expressive writing can strengthen your immunity and decrease your risk of illness because it strengthens immune cells and it can lessen symptoms of asthma 
Rach. What? I don't know how accurate this article is, but it says it can reduce symptoms of asthma. In what way? Expressive writing has been shown to improve liver and lung function. This is like some heavy claims, (laughs) but yeah, you never know. Okay, well... I wouldn't say my asthma has gotten better from journaling, but maybe for some people. Uh, I actually also have journaling on my list. I'll just like add a few things. But I recently reached a milestone because I'm at the end of my first, like finishing my first journal. I've never finished a journal. Really? Yeah, in my entire life until now. I think I have like Ah! two pages left. Thank you. But yeah, I didn't start journaling till uh, two years or I guess 2020, not even two years. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's been more than one year. I think I started when like the whole pandemic happened. And then I lost that what journal. Pandemic? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you lost it? I lost. Yeah, I lost the journal. So like I can't even go back to see what I was thinking in that time before we knew how bad it was. Oh, my God. I should go back to my first journal. I started journaling at the end of 2022, but like. I have already filled like four of them, I think, since oh, then. Wow. Yeah, I'm not like an everyday journaler. Well, I, I also have like really big handwriting. So when I'm writing like paragraphs, I fill up pages pretty quick. Same. Like so maybe that's it. I This journal, I only started in January or like maybe December. And now I'm done it. And I don't journal. Like I maybe journal once a week. So I'm like, oh, crap. I'm going to go through a lot of journals if I keep this up. I can't wait to look back at my journals in like 10 years. I know. I just I need to like go and read through it once I'm done. I think I'm going to do that. But I really do think it's super helpful. I love journaling prompts. I'm not like the best. I hate writing. I'll just say that I it was my least favorite thing to do in school. Um, I'm not really great at concentrating for that long or like concentrating enough to like put down thoughts. So I really like journal prompts because then it gives me something like I know what I'm writing about instead of just trying to figure out because if I don't have the prompt I'll just end up avoiding it and not knowing what to write and then I just never do it you know what you should get I did this when I was in college before I like actually started journaling all the time I got um I think they sell them at Urban Outfitters but you can probably get it at any bookstore but it's called the 52 lists project and it was such a fun journal it was like a a journal prompt well I I mean you were making lists but it was like um, I don't know if you're into making lists, but I love a good list. And it would be like, make a list of things that make you feel free. Make a list of your favorite memories of blank. Make a list of your favorite foods. And it, it just seems really like generic and basic, but you can have so much fun with it. And it like forces you to like really rack your brain and think of like all the things in your life and in, your, in the past that have like made you really happy. And it's just great. You should look into that. That sounds cool. Well, I I got you that journal for your birthday and got myself one. I know. And I've been using that too. That has, it's like, what's it called? It's called Let That Shit Go by Monica Sweeney. Yeah, it's just short little journal entries, but they, it makes you like dig deep. Nice little shadow work moment. So I recommend it if you want to really get into what's going on inside. (laughs) Because I didn't really start doing that until like. The whole pandemic hit and then I was alone every day. It's literally like self-therapy. You really don't realize how powerful it can be. Like once you're writing about something and you're forcing yourself to really think about it, like you really come up with answers for things on your own or you realize things you wouldn't have realized because our brains in this society, we don't concentrate on things for that long, especially our feelings. Yeah, it really makes you think. So if you're not the type that gets really into your emotions, I definitely recommend journaling and there's plenty of resources 
things out there that give like really great journal prompts that make mm-hmm. you yeah like have to think really deep all right all right, I guess I'll go to the next one. And that would be taking care of yourself physically. And for me, this can just be like washing my hair or like painting my nails or doing a face mask or going to the spa. Like whatever it is, like make you feel good about yourself. Like I try to go three days without washing my hair. But if Same. I just feel gross, I'll just like go and wash my hair. I don't know what about like washing your hair it just makes you feel clean and like good. And just like cleaning your sheets. Like that oh, kind of stuff. I love wa- I love sheet washing day and getting into bed that night. It's the best day of the week. Honestly, just like little things that you can do to take care of yourself physically. I really think it helps mentally. I think so too. Like I do not care about having my legs shaved. My mom has given me so much shit for this over the years, but I don't care. I have blonde hair on my legs. I know I'm sorry. I'm privileged, but I have blonde hair on my legs. So I never feel the need to shave them. And I feel like when I actually end up shaving them, it's literally just because I want to do something for myself and like have like smooth legs for myself to feel, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's all about doing stuff for yourself. Or like, I don't really wear makeup to work, but like sometimes I just put on makeup just so I can like feel a little bit better that day, you know? And I think going to the spa is like the ultimate self-care thing. Like getting a facial or a massage. Oh, it's amazing. I wish it wasn't so expensive. Yes. I've also started to get into the habit of after I like have a night of drinking, I always have been like, oh, why would I go to the gym the next day? Like I anticipate being hungover and then I purposely plan around it. Like, okay, I'm going to have to go to the gym on other days. Like I won't be able to go to the gym that day. But I'm trying to get out of that habit and go do cardio the day after drinking now just because it feels so amazing to sweat after drinking like you know when you have a night of drinking and you literally feel like the tequila coming out of your pores or is that Um, just me (laughs) maybe (laughs) okay well sweating the day after drinking 10 out of 10 would recommend it literally it might be hard to get yourself there but it feels so good after and you feel so much more cleansed after and that's all i don't know if i've ever done that wait you've never sweat to sweat tequila or you never (laughs) do cardio after drinking (laughs) or i've never sweat tequila no um i don't think i've ever it's only tequila that's the only drink that like i've literally like the only alcohol that i feel coming out of my pores okay i don't like alcohol. no but i mean i've never worked out after drinking yeah because you always think like oh i'll give myself the day off to be hungover but it really helps speed along the cleansing process in my opinion i don't drink that often i'm not like (laughs) drinking a bottle of tequila every night (laughs) lexi only drinks every other day (laughs) shut up that's really not true okay is it my turn Mm mm-hmm Okay, my second one on my list is saying no to people. And I wrote that because I think that I personally am a chronic yes sayer. If someone asks me to do something and I look at that day and I find a spare 20 minutes somewhere, I'll be like, yeah, sure, we can do it. I'll make time. Like, like I'll literally be like, oh, yeah, I'll be around with nothing to do from like 3.06 to 3.36. Sure, let's do it. And especially now, because now I don't really live near a lot of my friends and family. So I feel like a lot more obligation to say yes and like make time to see people whenever I can. And that's good and everything like I do think it's important to make time for the things that you think are important but I also think it's important to know when to say no and when to set your boundaries because I 
I feel like I have a tendency to spread myself really thin and if you think that's you and you can relate to that and that resonates with you then maybe take a minute to just think about this one like just saying no to people can be a form of self-care you know yeah like prioritize yourself that day maybe like maybe if you have a day where you're not doing anything that doesn't mean it's an excuse to like pile in as much as you can maybe that just means like just enjoy doing nothing that day and just only worrying about yourself yeah I need to learn how to do that because this is the fourth weekend in a row that I have not been home because of like other obligations that I could have said no to yeah and I'm slightly miserable about it and I just want to be with my little kitty in my bed but that's what I mean like I always feel guilty saying no to things if there's no good reason like if there's no good reason for me to be saying no then I make myself feel really bad about it and sometimes a plenty good reason is just like I'm tired I don't I want to be with myself today I read something oh I really don't remember where I read it or where I saw it but I read something recently that was like treat yourself like you're in a relationship with yourself and treat yourself as you would a significant other and sometimes that means like I need to spend time with myself today I haven't made time for her in a really long time like you wouldn't do that with a significant other you know what I mean you'd be a shitty girlfriend or a shitty boyfriend yeah or a shitty wife or a shitty husband so treat yourself like you are your own girlfriend or boyfriend also don't let other people make you feel guilty because I know I experienced this other people being like why wouldn't you do that? Like, how could you say no to that? Blah, blah, blah. So just block them out and or just be like, don't tell me what to do. Well, well, so yeah, instead of saying no to people, we'll just make this one setting boundaries. I like that. So my next one would be, I feel like this is very basic, but I love it. Um, cleaning out your room or house and organizing. I love organizing. I think it's because I'm like traumatized of the way like I grew up. My room was like a dumpster fire. I don't know. Like, I just didn't Can I clean. tell this story? Rachel's mom, I swear to God, I just don't know why this story just has stuck with me for 20 years or however long it's been. Rachel's mom told me that one time Rachel saved a water balloon in her sock drawer for months. <laughs> a water balloon. Months. In her sock drawer. It was in, like, a plastic container, so it wasn't just, like, sitting in the water drawer. <laughs> what were you going to do with it? <laughs> I just didn't like to get rid of anything ever. I feel you. Like, I saved, like, snow. I remember I that, too. Freezer. You put it in your freezer. <laughs> I remember that. Okay, but then also I'm just as bad because you remember I moved. Okay, I moved out of my parents' house last May and Rachel was with me one night when I was packing up my childhood bedroom <laughs> and the things I was pulling out, like what was I pulling out of that drawer? I, like, like erasers. Trash. Like erasers from from like a broken bracelet yeah so i i do feel you i wasn't saving like water balloons or snow but i saved everything i do have like a pencil box because okay you know when you were in fourth grade and you had like things that were like really cute that like only like cool people had the cool pencils and like the cool like little bears (laughs) or like those jelly erasers hopefully people can relate I guess I just figured they were too special to throw away and then I forgot about them by the time it was too late. So I found like a year ago, I found a bucket of bouncy balls. Yeah. Like I kept every single bouncy ball I ever got. (laughs) I still have all of my silly bands from middle school. I don't have those. I don't know what happened to them. But basically, I was just a mess as a child. You couldn't see my floor. Yeah, you had a messy room. You're you're very clean now, I feel like. I know. I think because it like going away to college, I lived with messy people and it you realized like, how horrible oh god it was so awful and i just i care way too much about what other people think of me so the thought of having someone think that i'm gross or like messy was too much for me to handle so i had to like 
completely switch how I acted and was like super neat. And now I like make my bed every day. Yeah, now I don't even like my clothes touching the floor. I literally grew up like picking my clothes off the floor and putting them on. That's just how I live. <laughs> so I did a 180. Hey, you changed. That's all that matters. Yes. And if you're messy, I'm telling you, just take some time. You don't have to like, clean every day, but like take some time like once a month or once a week and organize different parts of your room or your house. You'll feel so much better. Were you the one that told me about the Marie Kondo method? Like if something doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Yeah. There you go. Marie Kondo it up, up in your, up in your room. Honestly, though, um, I did that with clothes, but I can't do that with like other stuff because I like hold too much attachment to things. Now I just like everything's out of like sight. So like you can't see how much shit I have. But <laughs> I also remember like <laughs> when I clean my room those are the times where i also remember to check on my animal crossing people (laughs) on my nintendo ds (laughs) rachel literally made a tiktok of it when i was cleaning out my bedroom at my parents house and i was just sitting on my ds for like 30 minutes because i had to check on everyone you know don't forget about your animal crossing people (laughs) yeah do it for them you'll never know what you can find do it for yourself and for them my turn and this is not the first time i've said this on this podcast but my next one is the good old social media cleanse and i have really fallen off the wagon with this one i was doing so good in the beginning of 2021 and i don't know what happened to me but i really need to get back on my on the train there delete the instagram app once in a while i'm telling you your account will still be there the photos will still be there everything will still be there and it just feels so good to like open your phone and like go to get on instagram and then it's not there and then you freaking do something else and it's amazing just delete the app once in a while and maybe it's like for me instagram is the worst one like I don't really feel my brain melting as much on like Twitter like I'll keep her around Instagram is that app that I feel my brain melting I feel myself not giving a shit about anything that I'm looking at but like if you've watched The Social Dilemma you know that these apps are literally designed to be addictive so just delete the app that you feel like you waste the most time on and that you feel doesn't serve you at all for me that's instagram for you it might be facebook i haven't had facebook literally in five years that shit has not even been on my phone i can't be bothered with that just get rid of some of the apps once in a while it feels so good and it might be it might sound crazy but it's really not that freaking crazy your account will still be there like what are you gonna really miss you know what i mean a social media cleanse i feel like is just that thing where it's like oh like i've literally said to my coworkers when i had the instagram app deleted i had it deleted for like six months and my coworkers would be like oh i wish i could do that <laughs> like what do you mean like i just can't do it like literally just try it for two hours yeah. and see how it goes <laughs> like you know what i mean i never liked instagram so that's why i never really posted that often but i'm going on a year now of not posting i think i'm just gonna i think The first week in September will be a year. So I'm just going to wait till then. I was in a wedding, so I'll probably post pictures from that because it's like a special event. But I feel so good not being on Instagram besides our podcast Instagram. I obviously have to go on there, but we only really follow like cool people. So it's not that bad. Or that like I feel like I'm learning something with every post that they make. Like it's or they're posting inspiring things. Yeah, it's not toxic or makes me feel bad about my life or anything like that. I just I don't know. I don't care what other people are doing in their life. Yet I know when I see that other people are doing stuff and I'm not doing anything, I feel bad, even though I don't even care about them. Or like I don't even it's not even other people for me. It's like I feel like whenever I'm doing something, I need to be like 
posting it somewhere and that's what I loved about having Instagram deleted because it's like you don't worry about that like we literally went to Sedona we went to Vegas and I didn't have Instagram for any of that yeah and I didn't post anything from any of it and like looking back it was so nice to not at any time we were in a moment to not be like oh let me take a like let me put this on my Instagram story it's just very freeing I guess you could say to not to to solely be in the moment and not be doing anything else Mm -hmm. I would recommend deleting Instagram for your next trip. It really was the most freeing thing. Um, I found this article on the good trade. Oh, this is another thing. If you just need something to scroll through, there's so much better things you could be looking at. Yeah. Like maybe subscribe to a newsletter. Like I'm su- I'm subscribed to the good trades newsletter and they just send like cute little articles out that I can read when I get to work in the morning before I dive into emails or whatever. But anyway, um, I just found this article on the good trades website about social media mindfulness and and the person that wrote this article said when I inevitably find myself deep in the hole of caring way too much if xyz influencer is still with their partner etc here's what I do number one I remind myself that I do not know them and probably will never know them two I note that their success and life path does not determine my own and then three I look for that blissful feeling I have when I'm out camping with no cell service or doing an intense activity like hiking and don't even think to check my phone that is my happy place mm-hmm. my happy place is being in the middle of Sedona not giving a shit about my Instagram story I kind of need to get back on that yeah just having fun in the moment and not being I hate like when you're you're out and someone's like oh we have to retake that and it's like 20 times just to get like a cute picture for your your Instagram story like we've all done it wait that's what I've been saying because at the beginning of the summer I got two disposable cameras and like everyone was like every like person that was like older than me was like wow like those are back like oh (laughs) blah 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 and like it looks like I'm trying to be like a hipster okay and I'm not obviously film photos are very aesthetically pleasing but the uh, the main reason why I bought those is because of that reason because you know back when people didn't take every photo on their cell phone and they only took them on cameras like you were not taking the same photo 10 times you literally took it once and you would find out later what it looked like and then by the time you 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 saw what it looked like a week later or whenever else you wouldn't you like you wouldn't be picking it apart as much mm-hmm. like now we pick our photos apart because we know we can just take them again and take them again like right in the moment so I like the I like the idea of taking photos once and at the end of the summer I'm not gonna look back and be like oh that's such an ugly photo because it's been two months and I'm not pick- I'm not in that moment anymore I'm not picking it apart anymore I'm not trying to retake it you know what I mean yeah and it also like prevents you from pulling your phone out because you just you can take pictures on that you don't have to pull your phone out every time take a picture and then start scrolling on it so maybe do that if you want to make if you're all about the memories get a disposable camera yeah and you can get like a nice one it doesn't have to be a cheap one like a film camera not a disposable one yeah that you can reuse over and over again and just replace the film. Just some ideas. Okay, we've talked about this for too long. Moving on. <laughs> so the next thing that I have on my list is I created an exercise routine for myself. And again, this is probably basic, but it really helped. Okay, I wake up early in the morning before work and make sure that I have time do a half an hour of whatever workout I want to do. It's usually yoga or Pilates. But I implemented this, I think, in the winter. I find it was just like I set my alarm a little bit earlier every single day until I got used to waking up like a half an hour earlier. Yeah, now it's part of my routine, even though I sprained my ankle. So I haven't been able to work out in a little bit. But yeah, it could be if you don't 
like working out, it can just be going for a walk or just moving your body, doing stretches is very nice. Um, or do it. You can do your, your intense workout, go to the gym, do a home workout. Move your body is the point. Yes. You, you feel so much better. Like I'm telling you, my energy level went up so much from just working out in the morning. I used to like fall asleep while I was working, which is not fun. And now I work through the whole day and I don't ever feel like falling asleep. It's great. I noticed I try to work out every day before work. And there were some days where I would be like, oh, I'm going to work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday before work and give myself Wednesday off to sleep in. And then I noticed that was not working for me because those days where I was like, oh, I'll give myself a self a break. I ended up being more tired throughout the day and my brain just didn't feel like it was ever waking up. And I felt more groggy because I slept in. So sometimes that's not going to necessarily give you more energy. Yeah. And if you're like me, I for a long time was like on and off with the working out and I would always get like a new program or like try something new, go to the gym, work out at home. Like I never stuck to anything, but I would say it took a good month for it to become like a habit. And I recommend doing it at the same time every day because that really helps like you know at that time it's time to work out. When you're kind of switching it up every day, you can get lazy about it, I feel like. But of course, it, it goes with your routine. I mean, if you have a different schedule every day for work, then you can't really do that. But if it's possible, I would say work out in the morning gives you a lot of energy through the day and try to do it at the same time every day. And also, this is just like a cliche, but it's true. Once you get into the habit of doing something, then after a certain period of time, it's like not even an option to not do it anymore. I remember I went my whole life, like all through high school, all through college, only working out one day a week I did that up until this year I worked out one day a week and my one day a week was like maybe 30 minutes of cardio and abs and I did that once a week for my whole life and this year around maybe February or March I just randomly decided you know what I'm done with this I'm going to the gym every day and I've been going to the gym every day since then because I just got to the point where I was like why would I not go I can squeeze in 30 minutes like why would I not go I yeah and I think like the actual amount of time it takes to develop a habit is like 24 days or something I don't know but you can do it if I can do it anyone can do it I'm very Mm -hmm. convinced because I went so long not doing it and now I do it and I would say even on the weekends since I work out Monday through Friday I cannot get myself to work out on the weekends because it's just like my head is like at 7 a.m is when I work out Monday through Friday and I just can't get myself to work out during the weekends so Create yourself a habit and you will just do it. You'll just do it. So was that your last one? Mm -hmm. Okay. To finish us off here, my last one is play. Just making time in your life to do something for no other reason other than the fact that you enjoy it. And I found an article on The Good Trade to kind of help me paint like the picture I want to paint um it will be linked in the show notes but it basically just starts out by saying that all animals have playing in their instincts like you don't have to teach your puppy to play you don't have to teach your cat to play and you don't have to teach your kids to play when they're young and we all have been um conditioned conditioned we've all been conditioned to like once you hit a certain age you are in work mode you're in grind mode unless you're literally using pedo and then you can do whatever you want but like how much is that like two weeks a year and it also made me think of a tweet that i saw that said you literally know what you're destined to do as a child then you forget and some people remember again and i love that tweet so much because on our very first post on the secrets of nature instagram 
Rachel was talking about how we've been creating things together ever since we were kids, ever since we first got our first digital cameras. We made videos. We created stories. We literally were always playing. Like, we were never, like just sitting around watching tv i swear we were always like okay we would make up some kind of scenario and be like okay you're gonna be the daughter and i'm gonna be the mom or the boyfriend and i'm gonna come pick you up like we always were doing that we were like never watching tv ever i think we just had too much energy maybe i don't know we were like fighting and stuff (laughs) for fun but like it just that i love that tweet so much because it's like we were so young we'd be making videos we just wanted to like hear ourselves talk honestly and like watch it back and now here we are we've always been very in touch with what we're passionate about and like everyone is and it's just a matter of like whether or not you want to keep that up in your adult life but you have to make an effort you know it's so easy to get sucked into work it's so easy to be like I don't have time to do this this or this because I have more important things to do and that's not self-care nope so play is my number four do something just just because you enjoy it and no other reason yeah don't fall into the hustle culture hustle culture yuck stupid I think it's dying hopefully did you see we i've been seeing all over social media like some article on some big website made up a word for people that need to work multiple jobs to make ends meet and it says like oh like millennials and gen z are into poly work and that's literally like the fancy name they came up for people that literally just have to work multiple jobs (laughs) no one can afford to pay rent and that and you just want to act like oh we we have poly work because we're into it like no no, one's into it. it whoever wrote that is out of touch but what do you think your idea of playing is in your adult life um i would say whatever you can do to get your creative juices flowing i think is really helpful whether that be if you like art or you like playing sports you know a lot of people stop playing sports you know once they get out of college or high school but you can still play them yeah even this article makes that makes a point like even sports and art become very competitive at a very early age so like by the time you get to high school no one's playing soccer for fun it's like you're on your high school soccer team and maybe your coach is a dickhead you know like mm-hmm. i mean you can have your your art hobbies but then there's more and more pressure of like oh well, are you going to major in that in college like that's not going to make you money yeah so it's just things just become serious way too early that's why i quit lacrosse my senior year because it was not fun anymore exactly and i was like i'm not having fun so i'm not doing this i know and i got bitched out by from my parents and faced a lot of criticism yeah but i quit anyway i played an instrument since third grade i played the viola and it was so much fun in elementary school it was so much fun in middle school and then as soon as i got to high school i had an orchestra teacher that took it way too seriously and she sucked the fun right out of it and i quit by 10th grade because i was like i don't need to be doing this nothing ever needs to really be that serious and then this one sentence from the article is that the moments we carve out for play become smaller and smaller until all that's left is 20 minute slivers for recess you don't even get recess in high school i feel like that's when you need it the most i know we were never even allowed to leave our school like you know how you see some like schools like when you become a senior or something you can like go off campus for lunch like we were never allowed to leave this says research supports this theory too and says play increases satisfaction and productivity in the workplace and it can help with bonding and our personal relationships well we have a pool in my bu- at my building maybe the next time i go out there and go swimming i'll ask the kids near me if they want to play mermaids <laughs> there's always kids out there well okay i guess i can't really just go up to other people's kids but like maybe me and rachel will go out there one day and play mermaids (laughs) we'll do handstands i did that with like a little cousin not too long ago like two summers ago but it's like not the same no i guess not (laughs) when you're a kid but i also i love competitive stuff and i feel like as an adult it's hard to like 
do fun competitive stuff you know like racing someone or playing a game in the pool i feel like you're very playing board games oh and also i will absolutely let my kids have a trampoline growing up my mom never let me have one and i get it safety reasons but me as a 24 year old girl i would die to go on someone's trampoline if you have a trampoline please hit me up i will come over and i want to jump on it but like if my kid gets hurt on the trampoline whatever man he got hurt he's a kid it happens i've gotten hurt on my bike you can get hurt doing anything so i'm gonna let them jump on a trampoline and that's that yes trampolines are so much fun the when i buy a house i might buy a trampoline even if i don't have kids because it's hard okay i did it as an adult like jumping on a trampoline you get tired really fast <laughs> and your legs hurt and you're like what the hell it's like a workout i want to do a backflip on a trampoline i mean there's trampolines you can put them in the ground i feel like that's pretty safe anyways go out and play go out in the street go out and play <laughs> play um cops and robbers <laughs> i'm not gonna be doing that i don't live in the best area but no oh like that makes me so sad that like we don't do that shit as adults i have such great memories playing so like fun. jailbreak around the neighborhood yeah it was just so fun like i didn't even know i don't freaking to this day i don't know what the rules of jailbreak is i couldn't tell you all i know is that when you were young it was just so fun to be running around in the dark in the summer with a group of kids around a neighborhood somewhere i literally didn't know the rules i never knew what was going on i was just happy to be there okay head empty just vibes <laughs> you know like I, I still couldn't tell you what the rules are of jailbreak i don't know i think it's like if you get caught you put you get put in jail and then one of your teammates this is not a tutorial episode on cops and robbers but yeah touch back in with your inner child touch back in tune back in to your inner child next next weekend you come home so we should play (gasps) let's paint (laughs) i feel like we also used to do a lot of like painting and drawing and stuff yeah we could do that i wish you still had your seesaw oh the seesaw (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember yeah we just spin until one of us flew off mia i feel like me and my brother made games out of the most ridiculous shit like we would have one game and this was so dangerous but like we would put like we were small enough we would put each other in like a bin and like shut the lid and then just like drag each other around the basement in the bin like that and we had we would we would do that for hours Wait, didn't wasn't that game called like Earthquake? I don't, I, I don't think it had. Like we'd put each other in the bin and then like shake it. Yeah, and try to like, and, like toss it around, like uh, tumble each other down. We would like send each other down the stairs in the bins. I remember playing that, and your parents were worried about a trampoline. Oh my god, I know. But what I was gonna say was, if we like paint or something, the beauty of it is we can do all the stuff we would do when we were little and have just as much fun. But now we can like add wine if we wanted to, you know? Yeah, and I have paint. I have the paints. I have the watercolors. I have the paper. I have the brushes. Let's do it. Let's do it. I never use them. It's very sad. Let's buy some Play-Doh just for the smell. (laughs) I just want to sniff some Play-Doh. It just hits different. Play-Doh is fun. I'm just kidding. I also don't understand what is so appealing about adult things that are just like the miniature toy versions for kids uh, like a uh, we used to have one of these in my basement when i was a kid a grocery store that was like a kid's size cash register and like a bunch of fake food why is that so much fun than the adult grocery store i don't know or like to play office why was playing office so fun when you were a kid what was so fun about it and pretending to answer the phone so fun you didn't know what it was really like <laughs> now it's like if someone calls me i want to throw my phone out a window you know <laughs> so I just want to have the same passion for these things mm-hmm. as I did when I was younger. I can't wait to have my own house. It's going to be a fun-ass place. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps up all of our little self-care tips. 
if you have not been giving yourself some self-care lately, go do it. Take a whole day and just relax. Do what you love. Do what you're passionate about. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Say no to people if you feel the need to say no. (laughs) And treat yourself like you're your own girlfriend. Or boyfriend. Slap your own ass. Buy yourself chocolate. (gasps) Buy yourself the next time you're out. Just take yourself to get your favorite like treat. Why does going to get ice cream need to be like a date just take yourself to get ice cream (laughs) i just did that take yourself to get a starbucks frappuccino you just did that i'm so happy for you yeah take yourself on a freaking date that's one that i should have said i'm saying it now all right well i think everyone gets the point um take care of yourself you only got one life to live well maybe reincarnation could be a thing all right well you're not gonna remember you're only gonna you only have one life to live before amnesia takes over and then you have to rediscover the human experience so live this life i'm getting deja vu did we already have this conversation (laughs) i'm getting deja vu i feel like we had this conversation but anyways go enjoy your life that's my final tip get ready and buckle in for the next two episodes we are going to have some killer guests and I'm so excited about them. So if you haven't followed our podcast, make sure you follow it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you write us a review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Secrets in Nature Podcast, on Twitter at Secrets in Nature. And there's lots of fun stuff to come. Yeah. And I hope you've been enjoying this season. Have a wonderful day or night wherever you are. Until next week. We will see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.